Welcome back to Inside the Box Podcast. Today, I have uh, a pretty interesting guest here, Joe Miller. Uh, Joe Miller has ran 16 ultra marathons, completed a 24-hour run around a high school track, and recently beat the fastest known time for completing the 238-mile Ozark Trail in Missouri by almost a full day and all by the age of 32. Are you still 32? I'm 32. Did I miss anything? Major, major accomplishments there in between the articles I read and yeah, talking no, with that, you. I think that's pretty spot on. Uh, I, uh, I climbed some mountains out in the Tetons that I'm pretty proud of. Uh, but that's not, you're not going to find that probably right. anywhere, you know, as big of yeah, a thing. Yeah. Nice. So, so just kind of the first thing I guess here is just a little bit of background on you. Joe's here from Springfield and obviously, you know, we're based in Springfield. So bringing him on was I just had heard about you from Tracy with the running center and I was like, Oh man, that's awesome. I wonder if you'd want to come on just to, I don't know. That's a pretty crazy accomplishments there. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, like the, the long distance was kind of an evolution. Uh, it didn't just happen overnight, but, but Springfield has kind of a storied, uh, history of really producing some great runners. Uh, you know, Matt Flaherty, uh, he's a professional ultra marathoner. He's from Chatham. Oh, wow. Uh, he lives in Bloomington, Indiana. Um, I follow him, you know, on social media and everything. And, uh, Justin Stewart's a local guy who, uh, does a lot of ultras too. He's, he's pretty, pretty solid in, in cycling, stair climbing. He, he even held the 12 hour, uh, world record for r- running, uh, the most vertical feet gained in 12 hours. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think it was like 39,000 feet, and he ran up and down the Hilton. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, just for, like, fun, or was it during, like, one of their... Well, that's pretty crowded. He probably didn't set that accomplishment during the... The, the stair climb? Yeah, he would... I think he w- wins that, or has won it almost yeah. every year. But, um, no, it was, like, separate, I think. He was, like, a Guinness yeah. uh, world record. That's but, crazy. Yeah. So... Just so everybody knows, because I was not aware of this, can maybe just tell everybody what an ultra marathon actually is. Yeah, so an ultra marathon is, is basically anything over 26.2 miles. So any distance over that. Um, there is like a, like in most sports uh, that are international, there's a governing body and, and there's specific distances that are measured for like record runs. You know, there's the 100K is 62 miles, 50K is 31 miles, um, 100 mile distance. There's the 24-hour distance, yeah. uh, thousand miles. You know, th- there's six-day events. There's all kinds of uh, like specific uh, sub subgenres of ultra running, and there's specialists in each. There's mountain ultra trail running. You know, so wow, so it gets pretty uh, detailed in the different. <laughs> yeah, wh- <laughs> whatever you really want to do, you know. Uh, so it's kind of interesting though, because like. Uh, th- you know, I, I like doing the mountain stuff and I'm not from a mountainous place. You know, right. our, our biggest hill here is probably, you know, uh, Centennial, maybe Centennial or um, on uh, Churchill Drive over here. Uh, it's off of Jefferson. It's like a 65 foot hill. I'm trying uh, to picture it. I can't picture it. Off it's hand, like but... near Westwoods. OK. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it just yeah, goes yeah. down and up. And, and it's probably like the biggest within, you know, the contiguous city of Springfield. But yeah. Uh, so I've run up and down that, you know, I more times than I want to count. But. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I've always wondered, like, uh, it seems like a lot of people that do like, like different things. Like, I, I uh, absolutely love to snowboard and I don't get to do it as much as I want. But I'm, I wonder, like, if I grew up in Colorado, would I like it as much as, you know what I mean? Sure, it's sure. kind of like a treat when you get to go do it as yeah. opposed to just growing up with it. It's like a normal thing. Yeah. But you're talking about, like, the mountain climbing and stuff. Would you, like, lose interest? Yeah. I, yeah. 
Um, so when did you do your first ultra marathon? So my first ultra was in 2013 and it was a 50 mile flat race up in Chicago on the lakefront path. Um, and I did it in, I don't even remember. Um, uh, I want to say like maybe 10 hours or so. Yeah. Um, there was a guy there that he was from the Midwest. He's from Wisconsin. He ran uh, five, I think 10, five hours and 10 minutes for 50 miles that, uh, uh, was like one of the fastest 50 mile times. So I got to watch him do that. That's cool. Yeah. And then it was like sub six minute miles, you know, yeah. he's just like crushing it and I'm just trotting along, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, just like yeah. hoping that, you know, like this is my first time out here, you know, right. uh, and, and I had done all the training on my own, you know, I, I wasn't a collegiate athlete or anything like that. So, uh, so yeah. did you run just growing up or when did you really start getting into it? Um, I, you know, I, I ran track in high school. Um, Where'd you get, go? Uh, Griffin, okay. Sacred Heart Griffin, um, to get in shape for soccer season, you know, every year. But, you know, we didn't take it seriously. Like, uh, in one of those articles uh, in the SJR, uh, they mentioned that me and my buddy would run to, like, rallies, and we would eat cheeseburgers and, and you know, smoke cigarettes. And then, like, the real athletes would go to, the, <laughs> like, like the park and, and do, like, you know, whatever, right. the, the fart licks or, you know. And then we would, like, walk back, you yeah. know. Uh, so it wasn't, like, super serious training, you know. Right. Uh, but it was, I think, uh, hey, you were I, running to a, a achievement there. You rewarded yourself when you got to, <laughs> no, totally. And, and, you know, some people joke that that's great ultra training. Cause you're like taking in calories while you're running, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, um, I don't think it was until after I, I joined the army reserves. Uh, and it was when I got into the army reserves in the initial training and I could run like a pretty fast two mile. Yeah. Uh, people like the, the the military guys were like okay we'll leave this guy alone like right. somewhat you know like <laughs> you can't make your bed or you can't march but like if you can run like a sub 12 minute two mile like and do push-ups and sit-ups you know like you know and and i could shoot i'm not a shoot like i've never really shot weapons too much you know um but apparently i was pretty good at that too so nice. um you know I, I i've i've done a little bit of shooting there was a place we used to go down by litchfield for uh shotgun shooting like clay pigeons and stuff okay. i always called it like a like a shooting golf course yeah um because you're like back in the woods going to different stations and different scenarios and pigeons different ways it's so much fun yeah. but uh i i had never really shot a gun and uh my dad and uncle took me out to do that and i just kicked their ass the first time <laughs> and all i could attribute it to was video games possibly you know what i mean i played a lot of shoot first person shooter video games sure. growing up and i was like man i wonder if that's why i did so good and i mean i was like obsessed with like counter-strike yeah and exactly like half-life yep, yeah that's exactly those, i played uh, counter-strike and yeah i did a lot of halo and so that's kind of interesting but uh um, so you said that first one was in 2013, 2013. I, I think I was in the military in 2009. The initial training was like 2010. So it was right around there. I, you know, I ran a little bit when I got out. Um, I was more into like lifting weights and stuff. Um, we were, uh, my cousin and I, I think this was like in 2012, maybe on Christmas Eve, actually, we were downtown at the old Marley's. Uh, I, don't, I forget what it's called now, but... Uh, I think it's closed down, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. We were at Marley's, and, and we were drinking. I think we might have closed it down. Not sure. We had brunch the next day with our with our parents, and, uh, you know, we were kind of hungover, and, and he's like, I want to climb a mountain. 
And I was like, okay, I've never climbed a mountain. What mountain? And he showed me a picture of the Grand Teton. Yeah. And when you look at Beautiful. it, yeah, it's just this Gorgeous. aesthetic peak. And uh, I was like, sure, yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I, I'm, you know, ignorance is yeah. bliss. And so I was like, yeah, let's do it's that. It's different like, than running a fun <laughs> flat ground for sure. Totally. And and I was like, I don't know the first thing about climbing. So the silo in Rochester was open. Oh yeah. Um, and and we decided. The place to, was fun. Yeah, it was great. It's not open anymore though. It's right? not yeah. no. Um, but. I, I think all the stuff's still there. I'm I'm not sure, but um, we went there like every day for six months. It was just like, so everybody knows. If you don't know, the silo was a uh, you know an old grain silo, and they turned it into like a climbing place with the you know the fake I don't know what those are called, uh, but climbing the, holds. Yeah, yeah, climbing holds. Yeah. yeah, it was like I think sixty seventy feet tall. Yeah, yeah. No, so I've been there a couple of times. It was a cool place. It's a really cool place, and and you know there's places in Bloomington. I was gonna say I think the closest place now that I know that I know of at least is Bloomington. There's a a new place called First Ascent just opened in Peoria. Okay. Uh, not too long. It was actually right before the pandemic, unfortunately for them. But um, <laughs> that's, you know, that's tough. Yeah. Um. So the first you guys went and did the the Teton. Then did you? Yeah. Do that? Six months later, uh, after we had that, we were standing on top of Grand Teton, and, and we made a ton of mistakes. But when we were on the side of the mountain, uh, there's this like ledge, and you it's called a belly crawl, and you kind of got to like shimmy across it and there's a huge drop like against against the wall or on, on um your no it's like a ledge like this and you could like crawl and like kind of like get in there uh or you can like go on the side and like shimmy across yeah. it, it's a pretty big drop right. uh and we were like standing there waiting for another party to go and uh these two uh this man and woman and i swear it's just like one famous ultra marathoner but uh my cousin's unsure if it is because it's hard to say, like our memories, yeah. you know. But he was around the Tetons at the same time. But uh, they they pass us in like a t-shirt and shorts, and they're like, "Excuse me," and then they just like shimmy across, and then they just disappear up the mountain. Yeah. And then like twenty minutes later, they come back by us, right? <laughs> and I'm like, "That was so cool!" Yeah. Like, uh, and and you know, I have a, I have like a, a rope Back dangled on yeah. me, you know, and like all this like gear. And, uh, Isn't that funny though? So I've done a couple, a couple hikes on different mountains and stuff, and I like feeling like I'm all badass, like doing this hike, and then so, like a like a like a you know large lady passes me, <laughs> like passes me going up the mountain, and I'm like. Just a just steady make, flip. Yeah, yeah. it kind of makes me feel like I'm not that badass. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, yeah. how's this lady doing this? And, and But they just look like they were having so much fun, and I was just like, that was cool. So that was like the first like thing that started. I was like, whoa, maybe yeah. I'm doing this wrong, you know? So I've been to, I've been to Jackson Hole. Okay. That's how I've seen the, the Tetons or whatever. Fished on, at a pond down there near there, and we went up into uh, Yellowstone and stuff. Okay. So, uh, yeah, beautiful Did you mountains. fly fishing? So. No, we uh, we were in my. It was in high school. We were in my girlfriend at the time's father's boat out on the okay. lake. Just beautiful. We camped right next to the water. Yeah, went out there and fished. Is it Jackson and, Lake or Jenny Lake? I, I, I think it's Jenny. Okay. Yeah. I, I can't remember exactly, but that sounds right. Jenny yeah. Lake. I'm pretty sure that was it. Well, that first trip to the Tetons led to. I think I went out there five more times. Yeah. Um. So I want to go snowboarding. You know, I mentioned I love to snowboard. I want to go snowboarding the Tetons. I've never been there. So I've never been skiing or snowboarding, but from everyone I've talked to, you have to go to yeah. Jackson Hole Mountain Resort. It's like you know. It seems like just from you know you like in the endurance things and like in the mountain stuff. I feel like uh, they have these. Uh, 
like I guess cross country would it be considered cross country I don't know basically though they have these things where you have your skis and on the bottom you put like ski skid pads okay so you can go up a mountain with them yeah for ski mountaineering yeah they grip and then you just get to ski down Uh, I personally am not interested in doing that but it seems like something that might that you might like (laughs) totally I I, a lot of uh, a lot of ultra runners they uh, in the winter they just become ski mountaineers right Mm -hmm. they just uh, yeah it's basically hike up and ski down and and that's their uh that's so they don't wear their body down right mm-hmm. so you're not running year round uh so some of these guys will do you know ski mountaineering competitions or, or whatever to stay sh- in shape but not just beat up their body year round so yeah it's, so do you run every day getting in getting um, in just about miles? i have a running coach so oh, okay. um i i got uh his name is matt daniels and and he's great um i got him in uh, i hired him in 2018 um and so he has me doing basically every monday is a rest day and so at first I, I, I like fought that idea, right? Yeah. I was like, no rest, you know, I, I'll never get better if I rest. Like, you know, it's a, it's like a weakness thing. Right. right. Yeah. And, and so eventually though, I, at, rest at this is point, good for everything. Though, it's so good. And, and now I'm, I'm like, oh, I, I'm looking forward to the rest day, yeah. you know? So, uh, I take Mondays off. Um, but yeah, six days a week, sometimes, you know, you have to run seven days a week leading up to a race or whatever, but. Um, when I'm actually training, it's probably like between 60 and hundred mile weeks. Wow. Um, you know, and then depending on the type of race, it will be, you know, adding an elevation. Uh, so there's a place up in Peoria I go and you can get like, you know, between two and 4,000 feet of vertical gain mm-hmm. in like a 20 mile run. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, um, just trying to get the vertical gain up and, and yeah. So sometimes that, like for the Ozark, uh, the 230, I was averaging around 20 hour weeks of running. Wow. Um, which was, uh, my wife was like sort of okay with, <laughs> uh, she was like, hey, this is going to end though. Right. So how, when was the last time you did a ultra marathon? I know you said 16 of them, right? Um, yeah, I think I've probably done closer to, because not all of them are on the ultra signup, uh, thing. So oh, I think yeah. I've probably done like 22 total. Wow. Um, this year was kind of weird with the pandemic. Um, I only did one actual race. Are most of them you do like, like registered events that you go do or I, so from 2017 to like 2019, I, I did, I think like, I think I did 21 in like three years. Wow. It was a lot. Yeah. Um, I was doing like six or seven a year, um, anywhere from like. 50k to yeah 24 hours and um yeah most of them are races though i just started doing i always followed the fkt uh the fastest known time it's like kind of a a community i think it was started by a couple guys uh in in boulder colorado and they started tracking a lot of the local uh, mountains that they would run and you like just register your time on it yeah you have to verify with like a uh like a gpx okay. file. i was gonna say how do they regulate yeah that, but... and, and then like you have to write up a narrative of it and then they like read the narrative and then you know uh, accept it or whatever, yeah, yeah. reject it or say like hey it's you that's know, cool you're suspicious right <laughs> <laughs> like uh, how did you do this in one hour <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah or other people will right yeah because they like know the terrain or whatever so um it's a really cool community though because it's and it's exploded with the pandemic. So th- there's a website that chronicles all of it. And uh, so I did, uh, this year I did uh, two FKTs. I did the Ozark Trail. And then I did this thing called the Smokies Challenge Adventure Run, which is a very, uh, for short, they call it the SCAR. And the SCAR is, uh, you're basically running from the eastern terminus of uh, uh, Smoky Mountains National Park to the western terminus along the Appalachian Trail. That's cool. Yeah, so it's a 70-mile run. It has 18,000 feet of vertical gain. Wow. And uh, 
I think the the fastest known time was like 15 hours and 30 minutes, and and I ran it in 15 hours and six minutes. Wow. So uh, I nabbed the FKT. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. So fun. do you just like? How do you pick these? Like, do you just like see like, oh, that'd be cool to do. What's fast no time? I'm gonna go try to beat that. Is that kind of you just kind of look it up and decide you want to try? Or yeah, it... I, I think I like this one was kind of cool because there's like I kind of pick ones where there's like a um, community around it. Like there was a website and like the big thing with the scar is to do it in under 24 hours. So like kind of in my head that was the, the that's the goal A right. That's the primary goal is to mm-hmm. finish in under 24 hours. The second goal is to, you know, make sure I don't get injured really badly. And then the third goal is, you know, if I could do a fastest no time, so be it. That sounds great. Um, do so, you set out, though, with the pace? Like, I got to do this in this amount of time. I need to complete this. Depending you- on the training, right? Like, it all depends on how well my training went. And, like, honestly, the build up to that was great. Um, I, I started feeling very strong. And, like, I started to think that, yeah, this is totally possible. Like, and I feel the confidence and and you know, talking to Matt, uh, the coach and, and, and he was just like, yeah, you know, you should, you should be able to push out at that pace. And if you fall apart, you know, just get some water, collect yourself, you know, all that. And I actually came through the first 30 miles. Uh, you basically just run uphill for 30 miles to the only road you cross the entire time, which is Newfound, uh, Newfound Gap. And, uh, I got to Newfound Gap and it was six hours and that was like, I think 30 minutes faster than the, the previous fastest guy. Wow. And so I was like, uh, I don't know if that's a good thing. You yeah, know, like right. it might not be a good thing. And, <laughs> and it, it wasn't the best thing the next like 10 miles, like, cause it's also at altitude. Yeah. It gets uh, harder. Yeah. It was like between four and oxygen. six. Yep. And so, yeah, it's, it's more of a confidence building, like during the process. Right. Yeah. Like that's when I know, like, I, I don't know when I like find it, I'm like, okay, this might be possible for mm-hmm. me. Um, and then let's see what the training, how it pans out. And then yeah. I started so, building confidence along So just so people know that might not be, understand this, and, and I just know a little bit, but uh, when you're hiking or mountain climbing or running or whatever, as you get higher in altitude, there's less oxygen, so it does make it more difficult to... Uh, do do it in general yeah, right to, yeah. to breathe and 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 we're you know we're at 600 feet here so we're not acclimated to yeah. that and it takes about you know anywhere from three weeks to six months to be fully acclimated like three weeks is like adaptations start to occur in your lungs and your, your heart and, and all that like the blood volume starts increasing uh and i'm not a scientist so <laughs> <laughs> don't uh, <laughs> yeah, i have a degree in political science from yeah. uis <laughs> doesn't qualify for this but <laughs> yeah. general understanding yeah um no my brother and i thought it'd be cool to go do uh what is it machu picchu oh, i yeah, think yeah. you know we we well, i got into he, well he got me into it for a while there we did some some backpacking and stuff it was so awesome just seeing the terrain is just beautiful you know and yeah. uh that was one thing we had talked about, but yeah, he, we were talking about how like a lot of people go there mm-hmm. and they stay for like a week or whatever to get, to let their body get a little more acclimated to the altitude and then take off and try to do the hike and everything. Totally. Um, <clears throat> which looks cool. And I heard they were like cutting back or doing something that was going to make it harder to be able to do that. But I think uh, they rerouted a trailer. So my is wife, that what it was? Yeah, my wife did it, I think two years ago, she was down okay, in Cusco cool. and, and is she, is she a runner also? 
Um, she runs, but like she's uh, uh, she's a more relaxed runner. Yeah. Um, not trying to do anything like I'm doing. You know, right. like 30 minutes here or there on the treadmill, sometimes outside. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. She does a lot of yoga. She did backpacking, like wilderness therapy. She mm-hmm. did outward bound and took kids out into nature for That's 20, cool. 30 days. And so, so she she knows how to do it slow. Like she likes a long, slow route. Right. And I like I'm like let's just hammer that 30 <laughs> miles. You know. So. That's funny. Yeah. Does uh, do you ever? train on the treadmill or you just mostly get out and like during the winter or anything no i have a treadmill that goes to 40 percent incline um so it's like um it's pretty steep and it can go to decline too so oh interesting yeah it goes to minus six percent so in the winter and when i'm like focusing on like a mountain race you just have to run uphill on the treadmill yeah uh so yeah I'll, i'll do that maybe i'll start out at like once a week and then eventually it'll be like twice to three times a week um but I also have a bike trainer um, that has like a road bike attached, and you can do some like, oh, yeah. like altitude—not altitude, but um, you can do some elevation training on that. So I'm gonna start using that as a does analyst. does doing like biking help with running then? Um, well, for the longest time, like before I had a coach, right? Uh, I kind of just like th- thought I knew everything, right? <laughs> and like I ended up breaking myself multiple times, like doing like stupid things through overtraining and. So, you know, I, I think biking is like a great accessory, you know, like if you have a, a little bit of an injury or if you just want to add like a little bit more volume, mm-hmm. you know, add one or two or three bikes. It's not as, I assume it's not as hard on like the, the legs joints. or knees, joints. Yeah, so. yeah. It's like the knees and the ankles. And so it, it's good. It builds lung capacity, I think. And, and um, I'm just going to try to keep it at like twice a week. And then uh, I also have a climbing wall in my backyard. Oh, that's cool. Um, my neighbors were like, we moved in. And I was like, they're like, what are you doing out there? You know, like building a temple? Like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> you know, like, I was like, uh, no, no, no. It's just like a 15 foot climbing wall. And they're like a climbing wall. Is that all? It's just a, just a straight wall up you no, made? No, it, it's uh, at an incline. So it's like that. And you climb up. Just made out of wood? Or? Yeah, yeah. It's like a four by eight sheets of plywood. I think like six of them. Nice. Um, yeah, it has a bunch of holds and that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's like kind of cross training and and but it's it's really the type of climbing it is. It's called bouldering. So it's like short, really strong movements. Yeah. It's not conducive because you're inclined backwards. Is totally. What you're yeah. yeah. So you're yeah. just like this, and it's not really conducive to building muscle for like a runner. Right. You know. But like I, I don't care. I, I love it. Um, yeah. It's fun to. I've never. To so personally, I've never been into like. I've just never been, I just running just always got me. Maybe that's just cause like I have never done it consistently enough to get past the point to where it's like not terrible. <laughs> yeah. No, that's important. Yeah. It takes about like six months. Yeah. Uh, of I, like... I, I, and I, in my head, I still want to try to get there at some point to where I you can go out and run a couple miles and feel good about it and not just feel like I'm dying. But, uh, that's one of the things I struggle with now is like, you know, running this business and kids and all this stuff, it's hard to like set aside time to go do that extra stuff. You know what I mean? And I know that's an important part of life, you know, staying active and physical, but I've always been a fan of, uh, I, I, I I should say, I've just never really been a fan of traditional working out. It's like in the gym, lifting weights, like going out and being active, like playing basketball or hiking and climbing, like that stuff was always awesome. You know what I mean? That's what I always loved. And I need to kind of get back into that routine again and doing some of that stuff. It's totally interesting. Cause like I I went through like, you know, and I think a lot of people do this, they they hop around, right? Like, you know, whatever your circumstances are at that time, like you kind of focus more in. And so like, you know, uh, between 2013 and 2016, I was like, 
I was doing a lot of heavy weights. I was doing these things called step ups where you just like step up like a 16 inch step oh, with yeah. like a weighted pack. Mm -hmm. And I would do like, there was some, some weekends where I would do, you know, between four and 6,000 step ups in the basement of the Y downtown, wow. you know, just, um, and that was like to get training for like mountain climbing and mm -hmm. stuff. And so it, it, I think a lot of that, like, and I did a lot of weightlifting, like powerlifting stuff. And I think that really helped with, uh, later on, you know, more currently with like not getting stress fractures, you know, my bones are a little bit stronger, hard, yeah, stronger from doing all that weight training in my mid twenties. Um, now I don't do it really that much anymore, but like, it was just at the time that made more sense than logging these long miles. Cause you know, you had to buy the shoes and, right. you know, it was just a lot of, um, Lot, a lot of planning and I, I was working like a job at the Capitol and it was like a, kind of a grind. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of hours and you just get up in the morning, go to the gym, you know, an hour and a half and then right. go to work. Right. Uh, so I, I have a little bit more flexibility now, which, you know, I don't have kids or, yeah. you know, we got two dogs and they run with me. So like, your kids. Yeah. 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 And, and they can run, you know, almost uh, they can run 10 miles with me. So that's awesome. Yeah. So they're and pretty quick um you know not like you know i'm not like Leaving dragging them, them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean i had to talk trash to them sometimes you know i'm like you guys got four legs i got two you yeah know? Like, but, that's funny yeah. so uh what so where like maybe like where are some of the like interesting most interesting places maybe you have run have you gone like out of the country running at all or anything like that i haven't gone out of the country um i did a race up in uh the payette national forest up in northern idaho Okay, um, I don't even think I've heard of. Heard yeah, of that. Um, do you know where McCall is? McCall, Idaho. I can't picture it. Coeur no. d'Alene. I know Coeur d'Alene. Yeah, yeah Coeur d'Alene. I, I spent, spent the night there on a road trip one time. That place is beautiful. Yeah, it, it's 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 extremely beautiful. But like just, I think it's about three and a half hours southeast of there is where McCall is. Oh, okay. And it's adjacent to like the Payette National Forest uh, attaches to uh, the River of No Return Wilderness, a bunch of wilderness areas. I think it's the largest contiguous wilderness area in the United States. Oh, wow. Um, but cool. yeah, it's really cool. It's a 107 mile loop and it's just like through the mountains and yeah, like 22,000 cool. feet of gain. And there's, you know, mountain lions, bears, moose, everything out there, you know? So that was probably the most like scenic thing that I've done besides, I would say actually the Ozark trail. Cause I, I, I have a special place for the Ozark trail yeah. now that I've, you know, run the 238 miles, but um, you know, I've gone to Leadville, Colorado, um, Provo, Utah, you know, I've run races, uh, in the mountains outside, uh, Park City was in August, but I've done a lot of local stuff. Yeah. Um, cause shockingly, Illinois has six 100 mile races. Um, oh, really? yeah, wow. we have a pretty significant or sizable ultra running community. You, I was going to say, do you think that's why, uh, is it because of the communities here that the races exist or that the races were here and it's kind of created the community you think? Um, I think that the communities were here and kind of created. Yeah. But, races. but there's definitely, there's a race down in Southern Illinois. That's like the fastest one in the country. Um, the world record I think is there for the uh, trail 100 mile distance is like 12 hours, eight minutes. Um, and that's in Tunnel Hill. It's like the Tunnel Hill Trail. Is um, that the one that's the old train track? Yep. Okay. Yeah, and they converted it to yeah, like a lime, crushed limestone bike path. Yeah, we were talked about going down, going down there with the kids, you know, and they get a little bit older for the bike path. Yeah, totally. And and Garden of the Gods is down there. They're, Garden I mean, of the Gods, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, there's so many gems down there in the Shawnee. I know, and that's it's tough. It, and like uh, you know, it's weird that growing up, I don't feel like we ever went and did went to any of these places yeah. you know what i mean it's like why you know why didn't we never come down here or anything there's so many beautiful places that are close totally. like even uh new salem 
Well, uh, yeah, New Salem, but Carpenter Park. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. And Gergens. Yeah. Uh, when yeah. we were there hiking uh, before it started getting cold, you know, in October and, you know, all the trees were changing colors. And I was like, I don't think I've ever been to this park. I was like, how have I lived here most of my life? And we've never came here. It's like, I didn't even feel like I was like in Springfield, totally. like hiking through there. You got the river and yeah, it was just really cool. It's gorgeous. Uh, it, well, I mean, Lewis Memorial Lakers is right over here. Mm-hmm. You know, that they have a nice trail. Uh, Centennial has a nice trail. New Salem. Pierre Marquette is like a hidden gem, I think. I don't know that people around here. Where's that at? Um, it is west of uh, Grafton, Illinois, or west of Alton. Okay. I think I've seen that for some reason. I don't, I've never gone to it, but... I think I've, I feel like I've seen the name or something yeah. on a map or trail map or something. I mean, there's I there's rock climbing down there. There's a, a 20 mile bike path uh, nice. that connects Alton to it. Um, Peoria is just like crazy. There's all these hills and the River Bluff Trail system and, really? and Farmdale r- r- Reservoir. There's just a crazy amount of trails that. How do you typically like find? stuff like that when you're looking for something so, new to do or something like that. So actually, have you ever heard of Strava? I don't think I have. Uh, it's like a, uh, social media, uh, channel for runners, cyclists, uh, but it like tracks, it has a lot of data. And so it puts all your heart rate, your pace, you know, all that stuff. It shows the elevation profile of the climbs, but you, it has this cool feature where you can search for like routes people have done. And, uh, so I, I look on that and That's then I cool. cross reference that with like, um, you know, there's other Facebook groups, uh, that I, that I joined like the central Illinois, uh, trail Alliance, trail mm-hmm. running Alliance, you know, and a lot of people will just post like, Hey, where's like new members will just be like, where are all the trails? And sometimes I'll just <laughs> read the comments and I'll be like, Oh, that's a new trail. I never even heard of, you yeah. know, like where's the best place to go. Some cool. local. Yeah. Just, uh, so nice. Yeah. So let's talk about the, uh, the Ozark, uh, trail a little bit. You beat this, uh, you set the record for this by almost a day. What was it like? Nine. 19- hours or something yeah about beat, 19 it, beat hours. it by 19 hours what was the total time it took you so it was 88 hours that um, is crazy yeah it was uh i hadn't ever done anything where uh i would call it a multi-day you know um the the longest up to that point that i had run was 117 miles and that was uh, on the track um at a track 24 hour where you just ran around a high school track for that's crazy. Hours. That's crazy too. Yeah, no, it was it, that that one was a little twenty four uh, hours straight. Yeah, I hadn't really planned on doing that race. I, I had done a fifty mile about a month before, and I ran that fifty mile race real hard. It was up on trails, and uh, I won it in seven hours and like thirty minutes. Um, and so I was like, I was feeling on top of the world after it, right? I was like, oh, I just won this race. I ran it really fast. I missed the course record by like four minutes, but you know, is is okay. You know, whatever. Um, and so I was like, oh, this, this looks like a cool thing. It kind of scares me. The idea of running around a track for 24 hours, uh, and you just eat while you're running. Or, well, so or not eat at all. Th- that's funny. Cause there was a guy, um, his name is Pete Kostelnik. He's a professional runner. Uh, he has the record for running across America. Jesus. Um, yeah. I think he did it in 42 days, which is like 72 miles a day. Wow. Um, and he, uh, he has done a bunch of these. I think he's ran 160 miles in 24 hours. Right. And so I, 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 I had, uh, he had run from Alaska to Key West. Oh, uh, it was 5,300 miles. And, uh, he did it in like 105 days or something. I, I don't remember That's how nuts. long it took, but he ran through Springfield. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. So I ran with him through Springfield and, oh, and he stayed cool. at our house. Uh, and so I kind of developed a friendship with him and I was like, Oh, I'll message, you know, Pete. And, uh, 
he's like, you know, 24 hours are always like a kind of a shit show. Um, you know, like it's kind of hard to well, just determine. the logistics around a bathroom eating, like <laughs> so many Focus, things. Yeah. yeah. And, and so he said, find something that you'll eat no matter what. And so I was like, okay, well, uh, cinnamon rolls, like <laughs> I will eat cinnamon rolls like whenever they are uh, delicious. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and McDonald's fries, like I don't ever eat fast food really, but McDonald's fries, like, fries yeah, I can just like, you know, they have salt, you know, for electrolytes. So basically my wife was there and, uh, yeah, I just, I, I also had created a really stupid plan. Um, I was like, I'm going to just run the first 120 miles at like nine minute pace and then just walk the rest. And uh, that worked really well until it didn't around mile 80. <laughs> and uh, my knee had, like, swollen up, and I, like, just walked off the, the thing, and I was like, I quit, you know. I was like, I'm done. And uh, my wife, I was like, take me to the hotel, Valerie. And she was like, uh, this is a 24-hour race. There's there's no hotel. So, <laughs> so like, you got to go back out there. And I was like, I don't want to go back. You know, I was like, I was having a pity party in the back of the car, and, uh, she was just like, no, you need to go back out there. And, and after like 40 minutes, I like went back out there and like walked a couple laps and then started jogging again and, and ended up finishing. And I, and I won it in 117 miles. Uh, but so that was the longest, right? And, yeah. and it was, it's radically different than running a trail for 230 miles, you know? So I, I kind of knew that like, I felt awful after the, tr- after the track run, you know, and my knee was swollen. And I was like, well, the ground's going to be a little softer. It's not going to be that, you know, right. hard plastic around. And so my plan was to uh, get as familiar with the, the, the trail as I could leading up to it. So I ran the first, there's eight sections total. And I ran the first four sections over separate weekends leading up to it. Oh, kind of just uh, checking it out. Yeah. Seeing what you were in for. Totally. Yeah. Just uh, seeing what it, the train looked like and how fast I could run it. And then the last four sections were a part of a hundred mile race that they held the weekend before I, I planned on doing it. And so like the Ozark trail association, which is this really phenomenal organization that maintains the Ozark trail system. Cause it's actually like 350 miles of trail. Oh, um, oh. but this is the only continuous section. Ah, I gotcha. Yeah. So there's a bunch of other side trails, but they, they maintain it and they do a really great job organizing, building trail, you know, and for the hundred mile, they like would like leaf blow the trail so you could see all the rocks and like, <laughs> like, like, so the last hundred miles is like pristine, you know? Nice. So I was like, I was like, I know when I get to that section, I'll, oh. I'll be able to like tear it up, you know, like I'll be, I'll be ready to run. Right. Uh, and it didn't really work out totally like that, but, uh, cause you know, you're already 117 miles in when you hit that part. But, yeah. uh, my, my plan was to run unsupported, which means you carry everything, right? right. Uh, all your food. All Whereas your opposed to somebody would like, either be with you or meeting you somewhere is that what yeah well supported would mean it? yeah technically there's supported and then like self-supported and self-supported means you could like you could like ask people for things you know uh, you'd be like if i saw you on the trail i'd be like hey can i get some water and you'd be like yeah and you'd give me some water right that's you didn't carry that you know so, yeah um or if you like bought it from a gas station or whatever right, right. um so there's those three styles supported unsupported and um and uh self-supported so I was like, I'm going to do unsupported. I did the scar unsupported. It, it's nobody had done it unsupported. So I was like, oh, that that's cool. Like I could be the first person to do this unsupported. Yeah. Um, so th- that's what really drew me to it. And it was scary, like being out there alone. Yeah. I'm going to sleep on the trail. That's right. what I told myself. I was like, I'm just going to curl up on the trail and <laughs> take a trail nap, you know? Yeah. Let, let's walk through kind of the days. So the first day, what, what time you get? Where, where, where did it start at and like what time did you get so it started in uh in the 11 point section which uh is like uh 
pretty close to Arkansas. Okay. Um, and the Eleven Point River is is a pretty uh, scenic river. Uh, my buddy had driven down from Chicago. He uh, we camped the night before at this campground. We got up at like four. And it was like, it was are you like, talking about Zach by chance? Yeah, Zach Diggins. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know Zach? Yeah, he went to school with me. He's, oh, a, little, cool. he's a little younger than me, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, you went Southeast? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, but he um, he's great. He was, uh, he, he's like, hey, I'm going to come down for like one or two days. Uh, and, you know, just make sure you're, you're going to be okay, you yeah. know? And so we, we camped. He dro- we got drove to the start. Also was, a crazy runner. Totally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, and part of the reason, like, he's done a 240-mile run in Moab. You wow. know, he did it in 85 hours. And, yeah, I know uh, he's done some crazy stuff. I haven't, I haven't followed close enough to know exactly, but yeah, I know just he's big, super in the Yeah, I mean, he's... That's why I figured maybe that's who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, he's... Yeah, so he's... We've been friends since we grew up together. We played soccer together going back, yeah. Yeah. When we were just little kids. Um, But yeah, he, he drove me to the start, and uh, I was sitting in the car, and I was supposed to start at 4 a.m., and I was like, you know, it's, it is way too cold. It's like 21 degrees. Like, I don't want to get out there. Like, I'll just eat some when, more food. When was this? Uh, this was, uh, I think, November okay, so, like, yeah, 15th. Definitely in 16th. the cold. But, it, like... The, the crazy thing, the part of the reason I, I switched the time period when I was going to do it because the weather, there's this weather window where it was going to be like three or four days of like sunlight. Oh, nice. Yeah. And it was like in the, in the forties and then it got up to like the fifties. That's probably a good temperature too, just because you don't want it to be like hot, you know, when you're carrying all your crap and stuff. So you want it to be hot. And like my concern was since it's a massive like watershed and a lot of the portion and you cross so many of these rivers and streams and creeks, if it, there's a lot of rain flash flooding is like pretty serious yeah um some of it's impassable during flash flooding so i was kind of like hoping i was trying to like find the perfect weather window and and i i thought i did and except for you know the morning was like 21 i was like oh i love cold weather and then all of a sudden i'm like i don't want to go out there but since it's the fastest no time you can start whenever you want so i was like i'll just sit in the car zach just eat some food drink some water and then i waited till the sun came up and started at 652 um and i had a 33 and a half pound pack um, which was way heavier than I had trained with or mm-hmm. planned on. But I was feeling so strong that I was like, I, I got this. I'll be okay. Um, I started, ran into, uh, immediately ran into like three or four hunters because it was firearm season. So uh, yeah. it was rifle season down there. Um, so I, you know, the first day was like probably 20 or 30 uh, gunshots. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, whenever I saw a deer, I was like, get out of here. You know? like, <laughs> so you have to wear like bright orange and everything. Yeah, I had blaze orange. I had like a stocking cap and a yeah. Um, so how far? Uh, how far did you go in the first day? Do you remember? For, um, the first first nineteen hours, I made it sixty miles, and that's when I stopped and I saw Zach, and I was like, "Hey, I got to do it supported from here on out." Because like I, I tripped or I like stumbled over this uh, log and twisted my right knee, mm. and. Uh, that was like eight or nine hours in, or no, it was like 10 or 11 hours in, but, um, twisted my knee. And then, you know, after that, it started just like cascading of like negativity mentally. Right. Isn't that crazy how much, like whether you're, uh, backpacking or I assume running long distance, just how mentally strong you have to be on totally. top of the physical. Cause I know like when I did backpacking, some backpacking just with my brother, there was like, we were on our way back to the car, like at the end of like a, you know, three or four day backpacking mm-hmm. trip. And I'm just like getting so frustrated and like everything was just pissing me yeah, off. Yeah. Like it's the littlest thing. thing would set you off. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, um, yeah. so that was 19 hours. You'd heard, 
Yeah, and, and just everything was going wrong, right? I was just like, I, I, I missed my water stop, this stream that I was supposed to pull water from. And like, so I didn't have water for like five or six hours. And How were you getting your water? Did you um, have like a, one of those like pens or it was a, a uh, filter? Oh, not the, not the pen. Those are cool. Um, I had a, it's called a Sawyer squeeze. So it has like a little pouch and you fill up the pouch and then you just squeeze, squeeze it. it through. Yeah. And, and it was working really well. Um, and it did the entire time, but I just, I, I didn't, I, I had read all the maps. I, I knew where all the water, I thought I knew where all the water was and I was like, Oh, I'll just wait till the next one. And then I knew that this section didn't have like as much water cause I'd run it before and it, yeah, I just missed it. And then I kept getting lost cause of the leaf cover and like mm. missing trail markings and going off trail and tripping and, it was just everything. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was cold and you know, everything uh, was fighting against you. Totally. Uh, and so I saw Zach and he's like, dude, what's, what's wrong? You know, you're, you're three hours behind what you said you were going to be, you know? So like, he was like concerned and I was like, I was, you know, telling him all the things that were going wrong. And he was like, I was like, I want to quit. I want to quit. You know, he's like, Hey, just take a nap. You know, I, I took a swig of water. That's when it became supported. And, uh, I went to bed, uh, <laughs> went to bed. Uh, I slept in my zero degree sleeping bag, uh, next to the car on the ground. Um, and then I woke up like three or four hours later and I was still pretty adamant about quitting. Um, but Zach said I shouldn't, my wife said I shouldn't. And then I had two ants that came down to just like, kind of see me along the way. And both of them said I shouldn't. So I, um, got that so, little bit of encouragement there. Yeah, no, I still wanted to quit. I though. think in your article, uh, in the article I read about you, I think it said that, uh, I think I remember reading that, that, that you had, you know, were getting kind of beat up and then was it Zach that said to you, uh, you know, uh, plans change but the goal stays yeah. the same or yep. whatever yeah. i love that i read that i was like man that's awesome what a good little saying there <laughs> yeah no it was like the perfect thing and he and he said that and i was just like it kind of clicked but i was still like fighting i was still like no i'm gonna quit you know but like i thought about what he was saying as i was saying it was like you know the devil on the shoulder you know I, like i had two people on my shoulders right and, and so I, I finally went back out there and i was thinking about that that's what it was right plans change but the goal plans the change goals don't yeah, yeah. And, and and i was thinking about that like the entire time i started back out there and uh i i think it was like a four hour total break um started back out on the trail and once i lightened the pack to like 10 15 pounds i mean the after about the first two or three miles like i started running so again. what did you get rid of like decide to sacrifice to to lighten the pack there? well so i knew that he was just gonna basically meet me at every trailhead and each trailhead's like 30 miles oh apart. so since you're doing the supported or whatever yeah so i just knew i could so like basically i had this block of food that probably yeah. weighed like 20 pounds of like pro bars and yeah. like and you don't think about it and i didn't know this either until i started hiking with my brother but like every little ounce like it just counts when you're carrying a bag totally. of like everything you know what i mean it's Start crazy cutting off tags yeah you know, it's crazy what a big dip but how much of a difference it makes totally and and yeah so i just basically started losing the weight and I, start, I, I started running a little bit here and there. And then before I knew it, I was just like running the entire current river section. And the, I had done it the weekend before, um, you know, as a practice run. And it was miserable during the practice run because it was like 80 degrees randomly uh, in November. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, and it was a little colder now, but like it wasn't miserable anymore. And, and I, I came through this like hedgerow. I had to take a bypass because of hunting around the trail. Um, that you only have to do for hunting. And I came through the, uh, the by, or I, or I turned on the bypass and I came through and there's like this hedgerow 
and you come out of the hedgerow and there's just massive field and there's a huge elk just standing in the oh, field. Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah, and, and they're trying to reintroduce elk uh, in the Peck Ranch region. And so it was really cool. He just like looked at me. I looked at him. Like he went back to eating grass and I went back to running, you know, along the trail. Yeah. And, um, but nice. yeah, we, uh, and so I, I, I ran that entire section. It's probably the current river section is the most scenic section, I think, in Missouri that I've been on. Mm-hmm. Um, it has just prominent like rock outcroppings and, uh, Stegel mountain is this really prominent point. It rises to like 13 or 1400 feet. And you can see for like, I would say hundreds of miles in all directions around from wow. the summit of that mountain. And there's these things called glades. And they're like, it's an ecosystem that's created on top of these rock outcroppings. And it's like a desert environment. Huh. So it's like, there's lizards up there and like tarantulas and stuff. Wow. Interesting. Um, yeah. And it's like pretty barren. Um, but, and it has to do with, it goes back to like some of the forestry of, of the Mark Twain region. Like, I think that there were some fires and I, I, we could probably <laughs> do a whole different yeah. episode on, on that, <laughs> the uh, forestry of the region. But yeah, so I, I felt good. I had some phone service. That was the first time. And so on top of the mountain, because I knew I did from last weekend. And so I called like, I called like, uh, I called Zach. I called my wife. I called my best friend. Nobody answered. Um, and so I ended up like, uh, um, I called my boss uh, and I was just like, hey, what's going on at work? You I know? need to talk to somebody. Here. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was bored. I just needed to have like a human connection. So he like talked to me for a few minutes and then like everyone started calling me back. And yeah. I was like, hey, meet up at this trailhead to Zach, you know. Um, and then I, uh, yeah, I, I ran through the current river section. Super scenic saw Zach, uh, basically from there on out, it was like, I was like, I can do this. Like, uh, I know that I can do it. I can finish it. Um, and that was, uh, I got done with the current river section. It was like three or 4 PM. Uh, I was like, I'm going to take a two hour nap and I'm going to start the next section. So I slept next to the fire Zach built in my zero degree sleeping bag. I woke up like pouring sweat cause it was like way too hot. Uh, too close to the fire, too close to the fire. And, uh, I woke up at like 6 PM and then I think I was on the trail by seven. And this section was nuts cause it was at night and you go up this like massive rock out cropping that overlooks the current river. So were you wearing just like a, a head headlamp or something? Yeah. I had a, a Petzl headlamp with uh, two rechargeable batteries and then another backup. Um, and those last like six hours. Um, but this section was like, it was, it was a lot of leaves covering the trail. And so that'd be crazy running through the forest at night. Yeah, it was, it was, but I had done this one the weekend before. So I was like kind of confident about it. I mean, it's at a, night, uh, not at night. Um, but I've run at night before. So I was kind of like, I got this, you know, no, there's no hunters. So, um, you know, there's mountain lions, there's black bear down there. There's, uh, do you carry anything in case you run into any of these things? No, I had a trekking pole, <laughs> like, yeah, like fend them off with that. I'll something. run from you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll outrun you. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just going to yell at them. Yeah. That was kind of my plan. But, uh, so it's funny though. Like, uh, I was, you know, marching through the, uh, woods at night and my glasses started fogging up. Right. Mm. And cause it was pretty cold and my hands were getting cold and I had all my layers on at this point. Cause like I kept having to duck my hands in the water to, to fill up, you know? Right. And, uh, I don't know. It was probably like 30 degrees or whatever. It just felt pretty cold. I put on all, all the layers I had on and my glasses were fogging up and I just hear all this grunting around me. And I'm like, that's weird. Are those bears? Like, what is that? I saw movement and it was, uh, it was feral pigs. Oh shit! Uh, and they're an invasive species down there. Yeah, uh, but it was like some of those can be pretty dangerous. I think too to like even people. Yeah, yeah. I and I figured. I mean, I've heard about them, but like I hadn't actually seen any of them. But 
there was like a dozen of them and they were in like a pack and yeah, they were Jesus. pretty large. And I was just grateful that they weren't like, I was like, is it a family of bears? Yeah. Like, cause I was, you know, your mind's just going. And so I like saw them and I yelled at them and they like scurried off uh, up the hillside. But, um, I rolled both of my ankles in that section in the night. Jesus. Um, at different points. Yeah. Uh, rocks and stuff, man. It's just what, what kind of leaf covered. What kind of shoes do you wear for something like this? Cause you're not wearing traditional running shoes, right? No, I, I wear Is there like a specialized like mix shoe or like boot or, or like something. Yeah. They like make trail runners uh, with like heavy lugs that like grip into the ground. But the, the trail runner that I was using had a, uh, it was like an ankle support. So it was, it was like 13 ounces. So it's super lightweight, but it was like above the ankle. Um, and they were waterproof, mm-hmm. but the problem with them being waterproof is that most of the streams go above your ankles. And so like mm. they become waterlogged right? And, it gets in there. And I've had the beginning stages of trench foot before at an ultra. And so like, I was like, I, I I'm definitely going to get trench foot if I'm having running in wet feet for three days. Yeah. So I bought these like motorcycle gaiters uh, that like motorcyclists mm-hmm. use that go up to your knee yep. and they're completely waterproof, except they're a pound and a half each. Oh shit! Wow. Yeah, so like I had to carry those, but like my feet stayed dried the entire time. Yeah, but, I had I had like half gaiters that I wore okay. on one of our uh, did they backpacking trips. Shoes? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I th- I think they clipped. I think that's what I, I don't even actually now that I think about it, I don't even know if I ended up having to use them. Okay. But I bought them because we were going up into the uh um enchantments. Oh okay, up in yeah in the Washington. Cascades. Yeah. Um I don't I don't think I ended up having to use them. But yeah, I think they like if I remember correctly, they clipped to the shoe, I believe. Yeah, because the problem was is is but that when, wouldn't really help with yeah, your situation. Because I think that it would still go in the shoe, yeah. and then like, and that that was why I was like, okay, well, normal gaiters aren't going to work, and so I looked around. But um, how so did how did those work? Th- they were great, minus the fact they were so heavy. I think that's what contributed to breaking me uh, with the pack was that that was an extra three yeah, pounds that's a I big, had. A lot of weight. You know, how, how did they connect? How did they work? Like going over your? There was like a drawstring. Okay. And then there was like Velcro, so they would like wrap around, and it was super quick. Like I didn't waste any time, and. You know, they went up. I, there was multiple times I went up to like above my uh, like shin. Really? You know? Yeah. It was. I mean, and sometimes like there was a, at the end. There's one that's like waist deep. Um, wow. But yeah. I mean, it was. There's a lot of water crossings, but like those things were were great. And you know, um, I don't remember where I was going with that. Uh, you were just kind of talking about uh, that part of the trail, but having those. Um, or, or, or I, I kind of lost track there too. I guess. Well, you ha- you were just talking about, I think, just having those and the extra weight and, and how you had some spots you had to cross water. Yeah, yeah. I think those really, like, helped, but, um, you it know. It was during, you were saying, in the night. Oh, in the night, the pig, yeah. With the pigs The, the shoes, yeah. The shoes, like, they're above the ankles, the waterproof. Well, when you roll your ankle, like, I haven't dealt with, like, a above the ankle, uh, like, ankle sprain since, you know, like, I played basketball regularly, like, when I was a kid, you yeah. know. And you roll your ankle. And so... What happened was I rolled my ankle pretty bad, my left ankle above the ankle. That's the worst. Yeah, too. and it was like, I was like, oh, it's fine, it's it's it, it's fine. And when it happened, it was like mile eight into that section, and then you know by the end of it, I knew that the last six miles were super runnable. I was like, I'm gonna run every step of this last six miles because it's a slow. And that was the part that you said was like the. Is that the part that you said had been really well maintained or whatever? No, the... not yet. That, okay. That's the next section. So this is uh, section four of eight. 
And uh, I finished this section uh, at like, I think 4.30 or 5 in the morning. And I knocked on Zach's window of his car and, and he like woke up and like <laughs> let me in. And I just, I was like, dude, I got to sleep for 30 minutes. And I, I, I curled up in the front seat and slept for like 30 minutes because my ankle hurt so bad at that point. I woke up like 45 minutes later, you know, I was supposed to sleep 30, whatever. Yeah. Um, and my ankle felt a little bit better. I was like, oh, the sleep, like the 30 minutes, like did wonders on it. And so I ate a bunch of food and then I went back out on the next section. And the next section is the, the clear, pristine, you know, buttery <laughs> single track trail. Yeah. Uh, and I started running on that and the ankle kind of hurt, but I was like, ah, oh, I think this is okay. Cause the trail was like so much more runnable and the, it was called the Karkagi section. And I think I ran, I felt like every step of that section. Um, and I was very confident when I finished it, that section, I, uh, Zach had gotten some bacon and some avocados and really uh, motivate you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was like, yeah, it's so much bacon, so much food. And I just, uh, grapes, I was like eating everything and, I was having a great time. Like it was, it was, I actually got to run it and I was having fun. My aunts were there. Everyone was talking. We're yeah. And so I was like, I, I just want to charge off onto the next section. And it's like a 23 mile section. I was like, Oh, it won't be that bad. It's, you know, I I'd studied that. I'd never run it, but it looks pretty solid. And I started running it and I felt pretty good. The last 10 miles of that section. I, I mean, it was like awful. Um, I was like barely hiking slash jogging. And then sometimes I would just like, I was so tired at that point. I probably had like. Well, yeah. What, what do you think your total amount of sleep was at this point? 12 hours. Over oh, three days? The entire thing was like 12 hours. I think. For the entire race was 12. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's crazy considering they say you're supposed to get like seven, eight hours of sleep a night. Yeah. It was <laughs> not. Like, uh, <laughs> I think it was like up to that point I had like eight hours in two days. I yeah. think. Uh, and yeah, my body wasn't recovered, but I kept laying down in the woods on in the grass and the uh, leaves. And I, I was just like, I just got to lay down. <laughs> like, it feels good to just lay down. And so I would lay down and then I'd be like, oh, I got to get up. Like, I got to keep going. I can't just like take a nap here. Like, yeah. uh, so I, I laid down like three or four times. Uh, I felt really good. And then, you know, the, the feral pigs came back and they were like everywhere. Tracking and, you. Yeah, they're tracking <laughs> you. And, uh, so that, that was kind of motivating me. And then I saw like a little fire in the distance and Zach had created another fire and uh, my wife was there with her friend, Ashana, and our two dogs. So I got to see them, and, and they had prepared soup. And, like, nice. it was really nice to see them. And, and I was like, okay, I'm going to sleep for, you know, four hours and then get back out and then basically just finish this thing. So this whole time, have you been monitoring, like, where you're at, how much time you've spent, and then, like, all right, I got to get going to beat this freaking record? <laughs> so, well, so I... Uh, now, does it count? Like, when you stop, it still counts towards your time, totally, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's all-inclusive. Right. And so, like, I have this pretty cool Garmin watch, and, and it has 31-hour battery life. When I bought it, I was like, that's going to be enough. I'm not going to do anything over 31 hours. But you can charge it on the go. So I, I this basically had everything charged. So I kind of knew it was like a running total of the time. Um, and I was I knew that the, the record was uh, it was four days and 11 hours. And I knew that. So, like, I was kind of doing the math, but I, I, I'm really terrible at math during ultras. So, yeah. like, I, I really tried not to do it. Um, but I knew that, like, I had been – the last three sections I had done, I had done very quickly um, comparatively. Like, they were, like, seven to eight hours per section. And if I continued at that pace or a similar pace, then I would be well under um, the record. 
uh, assuming nothing major went wrong. So I kind of knew that it was, it was a possibility assuming nothing went wrong, but I didn't think I was going to roll my ankle, you know, as bad as I did. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was in the back of my head. But when I went to sleep, I was like pretty spent, you know, like my ankle was messed up. It was swollen. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine having rolled an ankle and then going out and <laughs> continuing on it like that. That's to, crazy. Yeah. I was pretty, uh, I have a photo of it. I'll show it to you uh, later. It, it's like, it looks like somebody dropped a, dropped a, bog, a box of bricks on my, uh, it's just like very swollen. And, and my uh, wife's friend was a, uh, a nurse. And so <laughs> that was like when I woke up and I tried to like, I, I was like trying to get an extra hour of sleep and they were like, absolutely not. Like get out of the car. Cause at that point they hadn't slept very much either. So, yeah. you know, like honestly the crew does like more work at that point than I'm th- not really probably, but like right, comparatively, saying, yeah. you know, like <laughs> they're not running. So like they got to stay awake and stuff. Right. But, um, so they, they were amazing, but I was like, Hey, Shauna is, am I going to do long-term damage to this if I continue to run on it? And she's like, no. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like tape that thing up and let's get back out there and push through it. Yeah. There was a, I used to tell people like if the bone ain't showing, keep on going, you know? Uh, so that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I went back out there. So, and then, uh, wrapped it up. Like what, what was the, I think the final 48 miles was like 14 hours. Um, and I ended up like right when I started back up, I was like, it was at in dark and, you know, it was all these, the feral pigs were back and I was like marching with my trekking poles because I use trekking poles, like these super light weight running ones. And I just remember like hitting the ground and it snapped. Oh shit. And then like 10 minutes later, I hit the other one on the ground and it snapped. I was like, this is, this is crazy. Like these are supposed to be like super industrious. Uh, But yeah, so I, I threw them in my backpack and I didn't have trekking poles for the last 48 miles, but which really I think helped with that. How did they snap? Do you know? I have no idea. It's like, and there's like inside the trekking pole, there was uh, like a string. Beat through it for the last <laughs> multiple they days. They survived all those Teton trips and yeah, one of them pro- was like bent, you yeah, know? Yeah, they probably just had, had their life, man. That yeah, was it. I, they needed to make the final amount a little. It's amazing though. Like I remember when I first did a backpacking trip with my brother, he's like, you might want to get some hiking poles. I was like, oh, I won't need those. Yeah. But he was like, I'm going to bring some extra ones. And they were a game changer. Yeah, right? I was like, man, I can't believe how much those help. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the stability and like, yeah. uh, and running with them is actually like, you know, if they're lightweight enough, it's it's pretty great. Um, yeah, I, I don't even know about running with them. That was just definitely hike, hiking. Sure. Um, so that was it. So at what point, you know, was it the last day where you were like, holy shit, man, I'm about to blow this record out of the water. No, I wasn't even really thinking about the record. Honestly, I was just like, I, I just need to get done. Like, uh, this is fun. Uh, but like, I'm, I'm kind of over it. Uh, and then like, I would say the last, uh, probably like five hours, uh, I started ingesting, uh, caffeine, maybe six hours. Um, and, and there's these like specific energy gels that had caffeine and yeah. I had strategically not taken a lot of caffeine in leading up oh, to the race. So at the end you could really like take hammer a hit it. Of it. Yeah. yeah. And so I think I ingested like, I don't know, like 300 milligrams of caffeine in the last, you know, five or six hours. So at that point I was all amped up. I was like ready to keep going. Mm-hmm. Like, like I was, uh, yeah, I was moving at a million miles an hour and I was running a lot of it. Um, and there's a, uh, a creek, uh, it's called Kudaway Creek. And, uh, the, one of the guys that had the, the previous FKT, the supported FKT, he actually, I think had to like wade partway through it. Cause it was like, a like he would have had to the swim one that was across. above the waist or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. He would have had to like swim across. It was like flash flooding. So he had to do some like w- a thing where he like went to partway through and then like 
went around it and then went, went back into the river and then, you know, huh. but so I, I told Zach, I was like, Hey, meet me there. So to make sure it's like safe or whatever. And I, I like didn't see anyone on the other side. And so I just like crossed and it was like, not, you know, anything crazy, but then I didn't see him. So I just kept running and I'm going up this like uh, cliff side. That's kind of steep. And uh, it's like a little trail through the cliff side and my, my uh, headlamp flickers and I was like, uh, that's not good, you know? And, uh, so I keep moving and I, I pick up the pace a little bit and then it just shuts off. And I was like, okay, that's okay. I have a, I have a backup. So I put my backup in and I'm like kind of jogging a little faster. Cause I was like, uh, what if the backup dies? And then all of a sudden that flickers. Oh Jesus. And then like, what time is this? Would you guess? Uh, probably like nine 30 at night. Yeah. Um, and I'm like climbing up, like, you know, right in the, right when it's about the, uh, the geez. last four miles, yeah. you know? And, and then I was like, okay, well, the cool thing is, is like I was in the military, they, you know, they always said like, have a backup of the backup of the backup type of thing, you know? So like I had another backup of like, not a rechargeable battery, but it had like individual batteries in it. So I was like searching through my uh, pack for that. And like at the last place I stopped, I had taken it out to uh. reduce weight. And so, uh, I was like, okay, well I have my phone. I'll use the flashlight. And so, uh, I like look at my phone, it has 1%. And I was like, oh shit. Uh, so I, I, what I did was I basically like did sprints. Uh, so I turned the flashlight on and I would like run as fast as I can down the trail. And then, uh, until I was like out of breath and then I would like turn the flashlight off, catch my breath, do it again. And I, like, I did that like maybe six or seven times and then the phone died. Um, Jesus. yeah. So then, uh, I so think now I, you're on the last couple miles. It's like two and a half, three miles. Dark no phone no yeah no phone no light uh the cool thing was like i was so geeked out on caffeine that like I, and I, it's probably not like i just flew the rest of the way <laughs> yeah well <laughs> like the, um, zach had given me his trekking poles at the last stop so i had some for the last 12 miles and what i was doing was like i was like hitting them on the ground and i was finding the hard packed trail as opposed to the leaf covered non-trail now how dark is it because is there like some light from the moon or anything or how, how it dark took, was it? It took probably like 15 to 20 minutes for me to get some semblance of night vision. Um, but it was pretty dark because uh, the tree cover, but you could see like if you looked up, you could see where the trail kind of like was cut a little bit. So I was trying to like figure out these like night moving techniques mm -hmm. on the fly. Um, and so like the best thing that I found was like using the trekking poles to find the trail. Um, but I was like moving at like 25 minute miles, but I was like running into trees, falling down, uh, multiple times, you know, I, like thorns were getting caught on my face. It was really annoying. Yeah. Um, but I was still all amped up on caffeine, so I didn't really care. And then I saw the road that I knew that you cross the road and there's this little bridge and then it's like half a mile to the end. So then I saw some headlamps and I was like, okay, I must be moving in the right direction. And then it turns out it was like my wife and um, her friend and, and Zach and, and we all walked it out together, which I thought was kind of fitting. And nice. yeah, the, the, the sign, there's like a little sign that doesn't even say it's the end of the Ozar trail or anything. It's just like a sign. We all took a picture next to it and then basically hopped in the cars and all drove six hours ate home. A giant meal. We, yeah, we ate, uh, <laughs> we ate McDonald's and, yeah. uh, I remember that was after some of the backpacking trips that we had done, like the meal, like going and getting like a, just a giant meal afterwards was so, uh, it felt so good. It was very, uh, satisfying. Well, I slept in the back. We have a hammock with the two dogs and I like, I don't, I, I would say I blacked out cause I, I like, after I ate the, the McDonald's, like I woke up in our garage <laughs> like, and we had like and stopped we in, yeah, yeah. and we like stopped in St. Louis and I don't even know, but well, uh, shit, with only having 12 hours of sleep or whatever. 
That's crazy. Yeah. So that was, yeah. And it was fun. Um, that's intense, man. Yeah. I can't imagine having to do that after, uh, you know, especially like the injuries and stuff you're dealing with right at the beginning. And, and again, just coming back to, it's so amazing how big of a stuff like that and just any, you know, kind of record setting things or long things, endurance is just like the mental, keeping the mental strength is almost important as the physical. Uh, yeah. If you don't have that then you just already, because I mean, how many times you think about it? Like when you said you lay down in the woods, you're like, Oh, I could just stay here. This feels pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. And, and, but you know, you do that more and more. And then like, that's why in ultras, they always say like, never sit in the chair right at an aid station because like if you sit in that chair it's like that moment of comfort you know around the fire and then you're like oh maybe if i got something hot and then a blanket and it's like all these other creature comforts right it's like yeah so yeah so we did uh when we the backpacking trips that we did uh we did two kind of i guess you could call them i I mean major for me but we did the the uh, uh um Asgard's pass up into the uh, enchantments. Okay. Which was freaking awesome. It's right there by uh, Leavenworth, right? Yeah, Leavenworth. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Oh my God, so beautiful up there. Did man. you do the whole enchant, the twenty-two miles of the enchantment? No, we didn't do the end. Okay. We just got up into the enchantments, went to the edge of like there's a pond, and then you go down the okay. mountain, yeah. back out the other way. We didn't go to that. We just went all the way up, up Asgard's pass. And yeah. hiked through the enchantments to where you would go down sure. and kind of hung out and by the pond there. And then we camped. It was crazy, though, because we, we set up camp three different times, two or three different times. Because at one point we set up camp and so many mosquitoes. Oh, it was crazy. <laughs> like we were just laying in our tent and the whole outside the tent, just little black dots. <laughs> and we didn't want to get out. Yeah, I'm, yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, what are we going to do? Just stay in here? Totally. And that was like at a nicer area where there's like a pond and it wasn't quite, you know what I mean? There wasn't, it wasn't real rocky. It was kind of comfortable. And we're like, you know what? Let's just hike back towards Asgard's Pass where it's a little more rocky. And sure. um, I don't know what term I'm looking for, but. Alpine. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, and, and we hiked back there and we actually ended up, uh, my brother had this pretty sweet tent. Uh, he had these things for the corners of it and they're just little pouches and you fill them with rocks. Okay. And we camped like, I have an awesome picture from our campsite, but we camped with the tent, like up on just this giant rock kind of face. Um, and there was no mosquitoes there because there's, you know, there was higher really altitude. Anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was pretty, it was just a different world up there, man. The, the trees, like I, I keep, I always kept talking about how it was like Dr. Seuss. Yeah. Like the trees are like crazy looking and, and how things survive. up Yeah. There, and there's like, just yeah. mountain goats roaming around and you know yeah. what I mean? Walking up to you and, uh, and then thinking about the, the flow of life from like, all right, there's snowfall up here. And then the snow is turning into this water, which is flowing through the stream. Sure. And as you follow the stream through the enchantments up there, all of a sudden there's like these big lush, like grass, like weird grass areas and mm-hmm. all those like crazy trees I was talking about. And it's just super interesting, man. It there, was, there's like it different climate zones. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It was very interesting. Um, and then the other one that we did that was really cool was the, um, uh, Olympic peninsula. Okay. Yeah. And that's like the only rainforest in the United States. So that was pretty cool, uh, to go through and uh experience very interesting seeing like just the different like mushrooms and plants and 
uh, you would see like big trees like falling over. Yeah, but it's then, like an ancient forest. Yeah, right? but then all these other trees have grown over them, yeah. and you could just totally again see like how how things work because I'm, I mean those giant trees that have fallen are now being overtaken by other trees mm-hmm. and kind of sucked back into the ground oh. and and uh and in that one again you know you talked about planning and everything like on the uh olympic peninsula one we had to look there were certain spots where we had to hike down to the beach and hike okay. hike along the beach and then back up into the woods but depending on the time of day, like if you get stuck in those spots when the tide oh, comes in, yeah. there's people that have literally died because they were in these spots and, and the tide came in and they couldn't get up and there's, you know, there's people that died there. So it's sure. like planning that around the tides, like <laughs> when the tides are coming in and, and my brother honestly took care of most of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't have to worry too much about it, but, uh, yeah, those were a couple, those were kind of the two main backpacking trips we did that were pretty cool. You know, honestly, the backpacking stuff, I think it actually takes more like planning depending on the duration, you know, yeah. because it's, it's, yeah, just such a different, like I was just running straight through or in my mind. Right. right. Like, and so, yeah, I don't know the backpacking. I haven't really gotten that good at it. Um, that's why I'm tr- my, my plan for next year is to do more backpacking. Um, to try to, you know, mm-hmm. build that toolbox. And actually we're going, my wife and I are going to go back down to the Ozark trail for three days over new year's, nice. um, with the dogs and, and we're going to do like 40 miles, but not running. Right. Um, yeah. Um, the, the leisure 40 miles. Yeah, yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. So, uh, what's next? You got it. You got any, anything, any goals set next, any races? What, what are you, what are you shooting for? Uh, so I like within a week and a half of getting finishing that i uh i already signed up for the next race um it's called canyons 100k uh it's out in uh, california outside sacramento in the mountains um it's super it's pretty competitive um if you get first place or second place uh you get uh what they call a golden ticket to the western states 100 which is the the country's oldest uh 100 mile race um it started in 1972 um, and it's pretty historic race and in the ultra community. And yeah, so you have um, to get like accepted to it though, or whatever. Well, like... there, there's a lottery and, you know, because of the popularity of this race, like the lottery has exploded in mm. recent years and you have to run uh, a certain race and then you put your name in the lottery. But with the pandemic, they, they canceled it last year. So, so now there's more people even. Yeah. So they basically put everyone that was in it last year. And so if you win one of these, like there's like three or four races, Canyons is one of them. If you get first or second, you get automatic entry into it. Um, and actually my running coach, he got, I think fourth place at it two years ago or third place. He ran like 15 hours and 20 minutes and wow. you know, it's a pretty hard mountain race. And, um, so I, ideally I'd like to do Western States at some point. Um, but you know, getting in is kind of a difficulty, but, um, I also owe Zach, um, I told him I owe him five days um, of like helping him complete something. Yeah. Do yeah. like whatever. So, so I think we're tentatively thinking about, uh, running the superior hiking trail, uh, along the lakeshore of Lake superior. Um, it's 310 miles. Wow. Um, and we do it in September. Um, I think at some point, um, nice. super scenic up there. Yeah. But, that'd be beautiful. Um, I mean, honestly, those two things are probably big enough for the entire year. Uh, yeah. but I, I I'm definitely going to run the Ozark trail 100, uh, next November. Um, nice. cause I think that that's, you know, uh, I'd like to actually just do you know, yeah, the hundred mile distance is, I, I like that distance a lot. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, the 200, I got, you know, just a hundred miles. I just really like, I'm like, what do I got to run one mile? <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> well, what I try to tell people, I try to sell them on the ultras. Cause it's like, 
it's like a competitive eating contest in the woods. Yeah. You know, you're basically just running from food station to food station. That's hilarious. You know, or not running. I mean, you can do whatever you want, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that's yeah. awesome, man. We'll uh, maybe have to have you back to hear some, if you guys end up doing that, or maybe you guys can both come on and tell us the story of that. It's, it's cool hearing that and cool hearing um, of people from Springfield doing amazing things. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> Thanks. Um, the, uh, you know, you were saying the lottery, when we did the enchantments thing, uh, to actually camp up in the enchantments, they only allow like so many people like per day. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, my brother couldn't get on the list. There was too many people. So we had to go each morning. They have a lottery and one, one person, one group, uh, gets to camp up there. Okay. So we were there first thing and there ended up being four people, uh, that wanted the, the spot and we won it we got the spot. So yeah, yeah, we got to camp up there. So it was just all kind of meant to be. It was really cool. Yeah. That is a fun time. We, uh, I, do we have a second? I'll tell you just one story. I think so. How are we what, how are we looking over there? Uh, hour okay. Yeah, I think we we'll, we'll go ahead. The cameras might die on us. Okay. But let's just go. <laughs> yeah, if they uh, die, it was great having you. <laughs> uh, my my wife uh, Valerie and and her friend uh, Alicia went on a backpacking trip in the Tetons, right? And uh, I had sold it to them. I was like, oh, I had run this route before. It's thirty four miles and like eight k of vertical gain and it's super scenic. You go up a Canyon and then you come back around death Canyon and then down this Valley trail, really beautiful. It gives you a whole tour of the Tetons. And I was like, yeah, we'll do it in like two days, three nights. And it was during the solar eclipse. Oh wow! And so, uh, I was like, you know, I'm not very good at planning, uh, you know, backpacking. So this shows why. And, um, <laughs> we basically, we drive out there and it's like, it's in the path of totality. So like, it's like the best view in the country along with like Carbondale, it like goes up into the Teton. So like yeah. there was thousands of people that had descended, <laughs> you know, there for that. And all the camping spots in the park were taken. Oh shit. So, so like in order to camp, we had to hike like 18 miles the first night. And like, I don't know, it was like 5,000 feet of vert or, you know, and so we started and like, no one was signed up, you know, like we were not, not even I were was signed up like to do 18 miles with, uh, you know, a 60 pound pack, mm -hmm. you know, the first night and, or whatever many pounds, I don't know how much right. it was, but, um, and we ended up doing 18 miles the first night and we they finished it. They hate you. They hated it. Yeah. They absolutely hated it. We finished at like 11 PM <laughs> and it was at like 9, time to set up feet. camp. Yeah. yeah. It's, it was, it was really bad. So, um, I don't know if uh, Alicia will ever come on a backpacking trip with us again. Uh, but, she's going to want a more detailed plan. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the eclipse was really cool. I, bet I mean, it was. yeah, it was That's at cool. like 9,000 feet and yeah, the birds start chirping and the sun. Yeah. But yeah, so that's why I I should stay away from planning for uh, backpacking trips. Well, that's awesome, man. I, I appreciate you coming on and sharing that story with us again. It's, it's cool that uh, you hold that record. Yeah. So what if somebody beats it? You can go back there and try to beat it again or just accept it? I think I'm going to accept it. I, I did think, though, that uh, I, I want to be come the person that could do that run unsupported right yeah so so that's something that's, that i yeah, could aspire to that's tough uh, man i could yeah. yeah just carrying that extra weight and yeah i can't imagine doing it unsupported that's nuts do you know what the fastest time is unsupported there wasn't one. Oh wow yeah so i was trying to establish it um, which i could have if i just like didn't quit but the next water source was like three miles from where i was so i don't know but is like setting a guinness record does that is, they don't like try to 
like work together on that or anything? This like fastest known times no, or I anything? Because I, I don't know what Guinness requires. Yeah. But I think it's a, a little bit more extensive right. than what FKT does. But so that'd uh, be pretty cool. Yeah. Have a Guinness record for something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Let, let's if you think of something, let me know. You know, try to get reach. him to try to get him to approve your <laughs> your Ozark Trail time. There. Yeah. Come on, man. It's FKT. <laughs> yeah. No, that's funny. All right, Joe. Well, it was great having you on. Um, Thanks. I don't know if uh, you have have any interest in giving out shout outs or anything, the social media handles or anything like that, but feel free to. Uh, yeah. I, I'm on Instagram at Joey likes rocks. Joey um, likes rocks. Yeah. It's pretty good. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's my Instagram. I'm not really on Twitter or anything. Yeah. You can find me on Facebook. I'll, I'll befriend you. <laughs> do you ever, uh, on, on your social media, do you ever kind of like, uh, like post during your kind of trips on long stuff like that. Obviously when you're trying to set a record, you're probably trying to try to avoid that or whatever, but no, I, it. yeah, I, I post all the time. And, and for this, I actually, I, I can't believe I didn't mention it, but I did uh, the fundraiser for food and water watch the hat here. Um, I raised $7,800 for them. Nice. Uh, yeah. So, um, the goal was 15, but, uh, you know, it's okay. Uh, 7,800 was still a pretty, you know, they try to stop water uh, shutoffs in the pandemic. Oh, wow. So, um, that's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, that was fun to, to do it for a cause. Um, I hadn't really done that before. So perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well, good work, man. Thanks. Uh, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, thanks, thanks a lot Andrew. for coming thanks on. For having me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.